0: right um welcome to sickle teller this is a special episode mainly because it is going to be released on mother's day so i felt like if we're gonna have a conversation to have a conversation about sickle cell from the perspective of someone who is raising a child with sickle cell would be a beautiful way to kind of tie the two things together uh so i'm gonna as you can see (laughs) allow our guests to be introduced and uh here it goes.
1: Hi, my name is Natalie, and I am the mother of a beautiful 17-month-old uh, sickle celler by the name of Savannah Mundle. She has full-blown sickle cell, and she actually has SS. Um, this is basically just a new. Just a new experience for me, because no one in our family has it. Uh, her dad and I have the trait. So, Sav actually is the only person uh, that we know so close to us that's going through this. So, it's still, like, very, very brand new. Like I said, she's only 17 months old. So. um,
0: So, I mean, you said that this is the first... Like true contact that you've come across with, like anybody who's had sickle cell. When did you like hear about sickle cell as a person at all? Like, when was the first time you heard about it? Well,
1: I've heard about sickle cell here and there. I don't want to say that strongly. Um, Actually, one of my brother's best friends has it full blown. And when Savannah, when I started uh, opening up and sharing about Savannah's experience, it it was brought to my attention about that same friend which i totally did cuz we were so young and he went through a lot he was like always hospitalized and stuff and it even affected my my brother because they were so close so that is like literally the only person in mine um till this day i just saw him the other day I actually when Savannah and i went to Georgia to visit and he even reached out to me um offering support and, and wanting to know you know, how's everything going? Because he actually has two kids himself, but they don't have sickle cell. And there that's was. something that he worried about, like his kids going through what he went through. Mm. So, so um honestly, that's Dexter is like the only person that I can say that's close to us that I've seen what his family has gone through, what he has gone through, and, and even extended family, which is us, because we had to always hear Dexter had to be hospitalized, Dexter had to, had to be hospitalized. But other than that, no. Other stuff we uh basically deal with is like asthma and diabetes. Those things I'm more familiar with because I'm actually asthmatic and my dad was a diabetic. Um, so I'm more comfortable with those kind of diseases. But sickle cell is like completely, completely brand new. Brand new. So Um
0: Now being that it was so brand new, when you first were Like, did you know you had the trait at all?
1: Um, you want to know what's funny? I didn't know. I feel like as we get older and we tend to look into medical situations, I don't think sickle cell was brought to me as something that you needed to really care about to find out from another spouse. Like, if that's somebody you was going to have a child with, you was going to marry or whatever. I don't think that's something we were more into, like stds like you want to make sure somebody don't have an std yeah you're not really like let me see if you have sickle cell so i think one time it was brought up to me um in a particular situation but i didn't understand or know like the severity of if i was to be with someone else if they had the trait then my child will have it so Once again, to say that I was, like, educated or around it that much to know that that was something that I needed to look out for when I was thinking about having a child. No, that wasn't on my agenda. My agenda was to make sure that somebody was clean, (laughs) you know.
0: And I think to, like, um, emphasize on that is, like, I think we're in, like, the same age group. So, like, to know what it's like growing up and not having anything being told to you about something that affects you, but to other people just doesn't seem as like, I won't say important, but they're just not as knowledgeable about this certain topic. It's it's intriguing. And I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast, because I felt like if I had friends that were in a situation to where, they could at least ask somebody what their trait was because they knew they had the trait and they could say, all right, because I have this knowledge, I can make a decision about whether I want to go further into this situation or if I want to kind of take a step back and see what my options are going to be before we move forward versus being in a situation and not really knowing what you're in, but just knowing that it's severe. I felt like that was something that it's so it hurts. I don't know. Like it's just like it. it it's just, it's like because until you're in it, you don't get it.
1: I I absolutely you know? agree with you on that. And it's funny because then now when this whole sickle cell thing came about into our lives, I didn't even know there was like a sickle cell walk. And I always feel like I didn't even know there was sickle cell awareness month. So these are things now I felt that started surfacing. And helping me now see that this thing is real, it's big. And I feel like if anything has a walk, it's serious. Like you have a cancer walk, you got a lung walk, you have an AIDS walk, you have it. So I feel like anything that has a walk to me is definitely serious when they're trying to, you know, get money. For cures and, and just to help other patients that's suffering from whatever condition it is. So to me, it was just like, you know, like how when you buy a car and no one has the car and then when you buy, you start seeing yep. everybody yeah, with it. Yeah, that's yep. how I feel. That's how I felt yep. with sickle cell. I felt like, like you and I, we work together. Yep. I never knew you had sickle cell. hmm and then years later now I'm a mom now and my child has sickle cell and here it is you know our mutual friend Sherry feels that we would have been a, a good support system to meet up with each other because I feel like first of all I just want to let you know this platform that you have provided I think is so dope because sometimes um, we just don't speak up enough and I can tell you that at first I don't want to use the word embarrassed but I was kind of like apprehensive and I don't know maybe slightly ashamed to admit that my child had something because I feel like I know so much people and everyone um puts you on such a social high pedestal as like you're supposed to be perfect so everybody expected my offspring to be perfect so society creates this image for you that sometimes you know consciously or subconsciously we try to fall in so I felt like I was so scared to admit that maybe my child's not perfect to society and I was uh very depressed in my pregnancy when I found out um I was at a point where I was asked do I want to go forward with my pregnancy I'm not gonna lie to you I did go back and forth with what I wanted to do but I know that deep down in my heart that the love that I can give people is so genuine and so real and nobody is perfect but I'm a very nurturing and caring person. And I felt like this was my chance to now have the opportunity to have a title that I've wanted for so long. And I was just like, if I don't go through with this pregnancy, what if I'm never given that chance again? And I felt like it was definitely an obstacle and a challenge. I even had to go to a genetic counselor to be prepped on what if, what life could be with a sickle cell child and it was a lot and i was depressed and um during my pregnancy they could have done a test um uh, i think it's called a cvs where they can tell if she was gonna have sickle cell or not and i remember the doctor telling me you know if the decision doesn't matter whether she has sickle cell or not don't put yourself through that just try to enjoy the rest of your pregnancy because she would have to be tested again anyway when she's born to get that final answer if she really did have it and he said to me if you know that it doesn't matter either way then just don't put yourself through that and i remember going back and forth and i remember talking to her dad and i was very very depressed like i didn't know what to do i kind of felt like why me was i meant to be a mother um It was so new to me that I just felt like when he was telling me things about, you know, her learning disabilities and and organ damage and she could be blind and you're hearing all of this stuff. And it's like, well, hell, if he's telling me this before me having her and I can stop this now, should I? Could I really handle that? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I just couldn't do it. And I felt like I always wanted a little girl. Um, I've always said if I ever have a girl I'm gonna name her Savannah and I kid you not um, I was gonna have a gender reveal and I ended up canceling it because my pregnancy was just so bad and I was so sick and I didn't do a lot of things in my pregnancy the way I had hoped and I kid you not they when I when that envelope was opened, and I found out that it was a little girl I was like how how could I I was just like however she comes she comes but she was meant to come and I was meant to have her and I went through in my pregnancy.
0: Uh, when did you, like, when in your pregnancy did you find out? Like, how far along were you?
1: Um, Was I, like, around, ooh, it was summer. So I want to say maybe five months, maybe about four to five months.
0: And how five months or like so. how exactly did like that conversation come about? Well,
1: you know what, cause um, you know what, was it five months or was it earlier? It Could have been earlier, um, if I'm not mistaken, because you know you got to go through uh different doctors' appointments, and then you know they always asking you your family histories and mm-hmm. and doing all kind of tests and stuff. So um, when my gyn asked us certain questions at a doctor's appointment, um, that's when the whole okay, so you guys got to get check for sickle cell, for Down syndrome, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was checked, and then um, Sav's dad was sent to his doctor to get blood work done, and results came back, and it it was shown that we both had the treat.
0: And from that point, did they say what your options were as far as um, what your offspring's chances of having sickle cell was, or was it just kind of like we are just going to go straight into testing your child
1: well see her dad has another son and he doesn't have it so basically um she's the only one that has it between us because we share one child together um they i want to say my gyn doctor didn't really yes she did she did go into just a little bit of the fact that if we were to have another child um, the possibilities of the child can have and could not have but I think I got more information when I went to a sickle cell um, a sickle cell event at Methodist in September of 2018 that's when I kind of found out more information like you can have uh, five kids by the same mother and father that doesn't mean that they can actually help the one who has sickle cell you know by doing sickle cell therapy and bone marrow transplant and stuff like that and you can have six kids and not all six kids by the same mother and father can have sickle cell so I kind of got more information when I attended an event at Methodist Hospital in September
0: see that's probably one of the like there's so many things about this process for me that's so like disheartening cause you know, my mother didn't... We found out when I was five.
1: Really? Yeah. Um, and how did you find out at five?
0: I had a crisis. And because my parents... Both of my parents are from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So this was something that was discussed, but not necessarily a common knowledge, just like it is here. I mean, like, imagine here, but just not as knowledgeable when it comes to certain things so for them they they knew of it but didn't know my mother knew she had the trait my father i believe was unaware of his status so um it wasn't until i was five years old when they found out um by that time she was already pregnant with my third well with her third child my second well my second brother because my middle brother does not have sickle cell i believe he does not have to trait at all and my youngest brother he has sickle cell as well, so really? two of us have it and one does not. And
1: which sickle cell do you guys have?
0: Sickle beta thal. Is um, that the uh, Thessalemia one? Yeah, sickle beta thalassemia Thes- There's oh. there's different levels. Um, we'll discuss that because I am not a hundred percent sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure all of the different levels because it's been a while since I looked up that information. But there's there's levels to which Your sickle cell isn't as severe. Like, my little brother's sickle cell is way more severe than mine.
1: And hers is SC is the less severe. Then you have SS, which she has, and Uh then you have the one that you guys... So, basically, the one that you guys have and the one that Sab has is actually the more severe one, which is what I was scared because now not only did I find out that she had sickle cell, they were like, oh, what kind? I'm like, well, what kind? So, I'm like, well, what's the levels? What's the difference? And they're like, the severity." So that was another point uh, another point in my life, too, where I was depressed. Because here it is, I'm like, okay, she got sickle cell. Then I'm like, well, Lord, please don't let her have, like, the worst one. And then I remember her lab work coming in, and it's like, you know, I'm sorry to inform you that she has SS. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, like, I don't know how you, I can imagine, I cannot imagine, and can't imagine how you feel, because I know it had hurt me to see her the way she was when she had her first crisis. But then I physically cannot imagine. I only saw it visually. So for me, um, it's crazy because what are your symptoms that you had where you knew you were having a crisis?
0: So when I was five, at that particular moment, I was playing on the monkey bars, you know, typical kid, not really doing what I would feel was too much and i twisted my arm a certain way and when i came down it just hurt Mm -hmm. like i didn't it didn't break it's like i felt weird Mm -hmm. i just i landed on my like on my feet but my arm just hurt Mm -hmm. so um when i told my parents they were just like okay you know they didn't necessarily believe that i was in any sort of pain um and we went to the hospital, uh, and then they said they told me that I had sickle cell. So at that moment, I didn't really know what it was. It right. probably wasn't until, like, the next couple of crises where I truly started to understand what the trigger points were, what it was mm-hmm. when I was about to have a crisis, what a crisis actually felt like, the ending of my crisis, all these little things because I, I didn't know. Like, my parents didn't know, and I just kind of was like, I just it just happened. So... It wasn't until I was like probably like seven, eight, nine, and that was like after like trying to play basketball, you know, as, you know, because again, you're, you're a kid. You want to participate in as much in as the things, things you as cannot possible. Do right yeah, so told trying to play basketball then you know, just doing too much running, getting out of breath, like crisis. Um, I remember there was one summer I went swimming and um, I went swimming. It was the first time I went swimming. I was in the pool swimming, you know, Told me how to hold my breath, so I was fine, just, you know, being a kid running, like, in the pool. Mm-hmm. And I came out, I was shivering. This is like, August, because it was hot. It was, like, that one of those hot days in August. Mm-hmm. I come out the pool, and I'm shivering, and um, I try to let in the sun to kind of warm up. Not working. So I go inside, put a blanket on, Warm up kind of, but now, like, I'm like shivering to the point where, like, I know, like, all right, I'm getting sick. Mm. I just don't know what severity, but I just feel like I'm trembling, like, I'm in pain, my whole body hurts, like, I'm sick. So, this was like a Sunday, uh, there was a sickle cell clinic Tuesdays at Kings County in Brooklyn.
1: Mm. Um,
0: and my mother took me to the clinic, and that's when we found out because we try to just do pain management, you know, before we go to the hospital, we always try to do pain management. Even from then, because, you know, we were told, you know, you can hydrate, take pain medication, and that'll, you know, always help the situation. Correct. So, we always would try to do that before we went to the hospital. When we went to the hospital, they admitted us, and then they found out that, you know, I had a crisis, and the crisis was caused to swimming. swimming. So, now, what I had learned was, it wasn't just the motion of swimming, but the way it all works is, like... The resistance of swimming is a certain level of force that goes against your body. So your body has to work harder Mm
1: -hmm. to do
0: what it's doing. Because it's working harder, it's exuding more energy. Your heart's beating faster, which is requiring your blood to move faster. As your blood is moving faster, it has less oxygen to go through the blood as it's moving, and then the sickles quicker. Correct. So because of all of that, you have a crisis so much faster and it can be so much more impactful because you're doing a lot. You're using a lot of energy so much quicker. Um, So it wasn't until, like, those little bits of, like, situations that would happen that would turn into a crisis to where I would start to understand my actual, like, pain would be because I was doing a lot of like physical activity, and when I would do a lot of when I would do a lot of physical activity or a lot of strenuous activity, I would start to feel out of breath, and then I would start to feel like I couldn't breathe, and then I would start to feel like maybe I was starting to get dizzy, and then I would start to just feel pain in certain areas. It would almost feel like there was no blood moving in those areas, and that would be what I would realize is like, all right, and the crisis is coming now the hardest part was always preparation because I didn't know when it would happen, how it would happen and why it would happen. Mm -hmm. So I walked into this and I had water and this is an important reason why because if ever I'm in a crisis, I know like hydration is the most important thing. You You know, like just always staying hydrated Mm -hmm. and it seems so trivial to some people but it you know, for somebody whose blood just doesn't get enough oxygen, Correct. when you can get more fluids into your body and you can slowly start to get the blood to start moving a little smoother, not as, as I guess, tough as it would be when the blood is sickling, mm-hmm. Um, when the, the oxygen is starting to slowly get back into the blood and it starts to move, it starts to feel a lot more relaxing for anybody who's going through said crisis or if they're about to go into a crisis so i like to just keep water around because i know if ever i'm going to be in a crisis i can be prepared in the best way possible
1: it's funny because when um savannah was like first born and like um uh, she had to have a hematologist. You know, that's very important for a sickle celler to have not just a regular doctor, but when she was first born, she had to go see a hematologist every month for the first year of her life. So they would uh, tell me certain things to look for in terms of, like, a crises. Well, Savannah's first crises, none of those things that they told me that happened. It was just when you are just with your child 24-7, you're just a parent, and you know your child, Um, when their behavior shift and change, sometimes that's just all the indication that you need to, it, um, to know that there's a problem. And I remember it was like four days before, it was a Wednesday, four days before her first birthday party, her first birthday, excuse me, December 1st. And I remember coming home every evening trying to get things together for her party. That Wednesday, I remember setting up a, a car I got for her and she just looked absolutely different. Her vibe she wasn't eating she looked fatigued she just wasn't Sav, and i was like something isn't right i thought she, maybe she was getting sick but being the new mother that i am and like i said i'm with Sav a lot um some people might think i'm just too paranoid but you know what not only is she a child but she's a child with a medical condition so my peril on another level because savannah could be okay right now in the next five minutes she could have a crisis so that day I was just like something isn't right something isn't right throughout the whole night Savannah didn't sleep she didn't eat she just was not herself and I didn't feel good and I just started a job and I was just like I'm gonna make sure my child is good I mean I need to work but my child comes first and something isn't right with this girl we went to her pediatrician um they were just like she doesn't look right but they weren't seeing certain things and I was just like they are like, just take her home and just watch her. If anything, just bring her to a, a pediatric emergency. Um, and I'm like, no, something isn't right. Are you sure it's not her sickle cell? And I guess at that point, that day, it was a lady who saw her. And she must have just looked in my face and just saw. And she's like, you know what? You're her mother. You're with her all the time. If, if Clearly, she does look sick. But it's nothing that I can really detect. But if you feel something is right, then maybe you should bring her to the ER. That was the best thing that i could have done because we got back to the house grabbed some things and her dad and i brought her to the er and it's funny because as soon as we walked in those some of those same staff members remembered sav and i from the sickle cell event in september so that was cool they were so helpful they were just so warm and supportive and tests were ran and lo and behold savannah was actually having her first crises She didn't have no swelling of the hands, no swelling of the feet. It wasn't like her hands and legs were bent to a point where she was in pain. It just goes to show you how every crisis, every patient, every situation is different. Because had I not really just, just feel like, okay, something is just wrong with my child, I would have never known that. And she can't speak, so she can't tell me she's in pain. And then her blood work comes back. She's definitely sickling. Savannah was in there for four days. She spent her first birthday... In Methodist Hospital. It was the hardest. I mean, like, I broke down in the bathroom. I broke down in, like, the waiting room. I just was like, I think that was a pivotal moment for me to admit that Savannah does have a certain disease and I, I it's just so sometimes it's so hard for me to say disease I'll say condition but um that was like that pivotal moment it was one thing that okay she takes um penicillin till she's five two times a day and she takes folic acid once a day for the rest of her life. But it was just like. Everybody just kept saying that she's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. And you want to hear that. But I feel like I had to be real with myself. And I had to stay on top of education. Information. Medication. Support. And I think that is why I finally opened up in September of 2018. For Sickle Cell Awareness Month. I was like y'all. I'm not the only one going through it. I need help. This is new. And sometimes you need to seek support outside of your family. And that is when I decided to share publicly of What I was going through and what Savannah was going through and what her family and her parents were going through as a whole. And everyone was in shock because you would see Savannah, you would be around me. I had never uttered anything. Only the close, close, immediate family knew. And I felt like at that point, I'm like, I don't want her growing up feeling like she needs to be embarrassed or she needs to feel different um, It's bad enough they were already prepping me, like you said. They told me about the whole swimming thing. If Savannah goes to a water park, Savannah can probably be in a pool for 15 minutes. Um, She got to go in intervals. She can't be chilling in the in the pool, splashing for an hour like a a, a normal quote-unquote child. Mm-hmm. She has to come out, after to warm her up. You know, like she has to take breaks. They told me she couldn't be an athlete. She couldn't play basketball. But I, I, the type of person that I am savannah's gonna do what she want to do as long as it's safe not because doctors tell me that my daughter cannot be a swimmer that she's not gonna swim if it really is going to hurt her fine but i want her to know that she's born different but different in a good way and i want her to embrace her differentness i want her to know that she can try and if it's just physically not good for you that's why you're not able to do it not because nobody told you that you can't do it and that's what I want to teach her I feel like this little girl is so strong when I saw her in there taking um the 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 injections and being hooked up to this and being poked and it was a lot and I'm like I felt at one point guilty as a mother, I felt like, was I that desperate and that selfish that I wanted to be a mother that even despite the fact that they told me what our daughter was going to have, I didn't care and I still brought her and now this is what I brought my daughter into. Um, till this very moment, like, I'm emotional about it. Like, I'll... When Savannah's sick, her because her health is compromised. When she's sick, her sick is not like a regular sick. Her sick is a different kind of sick. Um, this week we found out some new um health information that I'm still processing, and I I literally cried driving to work because I'm like, when is this child gonna get a break? You know, and it's like I have to be strong because as Savannah get older, I have to, you know, we her dad and I have to you know prep her and inform her of what she's going through and what her life is really about physically but I don't want her to see me like crying all the time because then I don't want her to lose faith within herself and to feel like she's she wasn't supposed to be here like Savannah basically like I need her more than she needs me
0: So it's tough, right? And I think the thing you need to understand about it is, like, like, I didn't really understand how much this had an impact, not just on me, but on, like, my mother. Yeah. And so, like, I started to get older because you don't start to really, like, realize why something is until you start to like understand what happened beforehand you know what i mean like you you can't say like you know that you felt desperate you can't say that you you know you shouldn't have you you made a decision with the information that you were given because you knew that you would be the right person you said you would had enough love to give Someone, And this is not someone. This is your spouse, And this is your child. So you mm-hmm. have enough energy, enough love to give this child. And yes, things are going to be challenging. And yes, you, you are allowed to have those moments where you break down because you, like you said, you won't be able to feel that. You know, like, that's the one thing that, like, I have grown to understand is, like, as much as I go through what I go through, there's going to be people that are around that still because they care so much they want to be able to feel help be able to make something better and they can't that's just the way the situation is it's an unfortunate situation but it's important for you to know that you're doing an amazing job not just as a parent but as a mother because thank you you of course because you you All right, let's look at that first situation, right? If you weren't the type of mother that you were, you wouldn't have been so aware to see, like, there's something that isn't right with my child. Most people may have just been like, you know what? Eh, you know what? These are new babies. They always, they go through emotions. I'll I'll get, you knew something isn't right, especially with the information that you were given, even though you didn't have any of the signs that they told you. And, that's another reason why I'm having all of these different aspects and point of views to like sickle cell because no textbook is going to define what this life is like. I never knew. I didn't understand. I was literally going through it day by day by day by day. And I'm still at the age of 33 years old going through new experiences, going through new things day by day by day. And I'm thankful because. And as you say, you're embarrassed. I was I wasn't embarrassed, but it was difficult to just express so much because you never want people to look at you as I won't say like different. And it
1: wasn't emba- right. It wasn't embarrassed. Yeah. It was it was just that I was like everyone kept saying, "Oh, I know your daughter's gonna be beautiful. I know she's gonna be like everyone had such high hopes, and I felt like when I found out about her disease, it was kind of like a it was a bad thing. Like, not embarrassed, but like my child isn't perfect. But what makes somebody perfect? You can be perfectly imperfect. And you can be imperfectly perfect. So it wasn't that. It was just like, you know, society just builds you to make you feel a certain way. So it's like, what if I had my daughter in a wheelchair or another situation I didn't want society to make me feel like, well damn, Natalie, your child is not perfect. But what makes her perfect is her, the way she is. What makes her perfect is the fact that the environment and the love and just everything that we're trying to build for this little girl to help her succeed physically and mentally and just everything, that's what makes it perfect i don't need the outside influences who genuinely don't care don't know nothing to tell me that's like society telling you if you don't have a big butt you're not pretty or if you don't have long do you understand what i'm saying so i think that's what was in my mind because society will make you feel like you need to be a certain way that's why you have these young girls out here trying to make themselves perfect by doing injections and you know just creating this facade because Mm -hmm. society feels that that's what you're supposed to be. So that's how I felt medically. You see how life is like society can truly have an impact on you. Like I said, subconsciously or consciously. So to me, it's like my child wasn't supposed to have nothing. Five, uh, 10 fingers, 10 toes. Perfect. Not a, not a health issue in the world, but you know what? My child is perfect. She's perfect to us. And that's what matters. And I'm never, I'm never embarrassed and I think that's what, why I post so much of her and I just in a positive aspect because there are days where she's going through things. And it's not that I, I don't want to post it, but not for nothing, I need more prayers than sympathy and pity. I am very blessed to have the family and friends that I have. Um, I do have a problem asking for help. There are days where I, I'm broken. And I just don't ask for help. And that's been me before Sav. But now it's different. Like, I've literally just shut down to a point where my whole life is about Sav. I don't go out as... I barely go out. If I can't bring Sav, I don't go nowhere. I work a lot. Um, I try to create a lot of memories with Sav because... Not to be dramatic, but they have, I've experienced a lot of loss. And life is very short. So it's like... I don't know how long we'll have each other. So I try to not take our time for granted. So I've hung out with friends, I've done the party and I've done the whole, and I'm not judging nobody. Do what you do. But my situation is just a little bit more emotionally and personal to me. So it's like, whatever memories, God forbid, I can go on the train and God forbid something happened to me. I want people to have pictures and videos and say, you know, your mom really loved you. This is what you you guys did together. You know what I'm saying? I lost my dad when I was 12 years old. I'm 36 now. That still hurts me till this day. And all I have is memories. You understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, this whole sickle cell experience, I'm not an expertise by far. I'm I'm a beginner. But I just feel like whatever I can like offer in terms of support, I'm going to because that's what I need. And that's what made me share because I'm like, I can't do this. I don't know nothing about this. I'm an asthmatic patient. Um, all of these doctors is new to me. Her having hemat- a hematologist, a cardiologist, like, it's just so new. I found, out, I found out this week that starting at two years old, uh, she has to have an ultrasound of her brain to make sure she's not leading down to having like a stroke. Like there's so much things you have to do when you're a sickle celler. It's not even funny. And you're an adult so you you have your family and some but things you could do for yourself she ha- she don't have she's not an adult she has her parents she has her family and so we have no choice but to be on board because if we fall she falls
0: yeah and it's you know there's so much that you spoke on and so many things that you touched on and like you know as i bring i bring up the embarrassed part because like i know at times for me it was like embarrassing as just like a man sometimes to be Mm. in like the situation as like um you know like yo why don't you play basketball Mm. you know having to explain certain things you (laughs) Mm -hmm. know it's just like you don't always want to have to but society sometimes will just require that of you and you have to like Get comfortable enough with yourself to, like, not feel like you have to justify nor explain your situation. But just be able to express what it is that your situation is and kind of move forward from that. Um, And I know for, like, my mother, too, like, it was tough because she, she never expects to have to, like, explain what sickle cell is to somebody because she never expected to be dealing with sickle cell but when she had to deal with it she had to deal with it with a child that was already born she had to deal with it now with a child that was you know she was pregnant with and she was forced to take on a certain level of like this is not only my life this is like my life twice so mm-hmm. Two children. Two children. You right, know, like, right. so it's not like one child can have a crisis, one child can be fine. Right. Two children can have a crisis. crisis at the,
1: yeah, you and know, that, like, that's scary.
0: You know, and it's just like, and, you know, like, everything, like, as crazy as it sounds, like, you know, the we didn't, we just didn't, did, like, have to deal with the stroke situation of being so young when I was a child. But I feel like my brother had a stroke. Sh- I don't know. I don't want to say it was a stroke. He had, he had something when he was young. He was probably like a year and a half. We spoke about it. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember that. And I was young. I was probably like... And how
1: old you said he was?
0: A year and a half.
1: And that's the thing, because even though everybody tries to keep me positive, you you, you have to realize that this is... This is what it is. This is her life. So even though everybody wants that to be good. What you want, honey? Hi, Savannah.
0: Hi, Savannah.
1: Savannah, say hi. Say hi.
0: Savannah knew she was we were talking about. Exactly.
1: So she just wants to be in the mix. I just feel like if I'm not if I'm not if I don't accept what this situation is, I'm gonna be lost in the sauce. And I feel like, and that's where I'm gonna fall as an advocate for her. So even though you don't wanna wish anything bad, but you have to prep yourself and say that you know this could happen, you know? And at the end of the day, I just feel like, as much as you don't wanna think about the negative, you have to be realistic. So you're telling me that your brother went through something at one and a half, Savannah's about that age. So all these things that these doctors are prepping me for, you know, I don't wanna say, well, not Savannah, it's never gonna happen to her because it can. You know, and every, like I said, every person is different. I never thought that Savannah would have had her first crises at one. Girl, you were just born. Then she had her second crises the day after um, Valentine's Day, but it was a smaller crisis. You know? So, at the end of the day, it's just like... Every day is basically a struggle. All right, well, let me get you some water. Savannah is just... Okay, okay, see? And she's so independent. She doesn't like to be babied all the time. But you know what? She's a always warrior. gonna be my baby. Yeah, she's definitely a warrior. She really is. But... I just feel like also when I was in the hospital, when she had her crises, I met other moms who were going through the same thing. Their child was in the hospital and multiple times. And I had to ask them, like, how do you deal with it? Because these are kids who are a little bit older, but they're still young. And I'm looking at them like, well, damn, this is what our life is going to be like. But they've been extremely supportive, you know. And this sickness affects primarily African-Americans. Yeah, for sure. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, no, for sure. So for for us African-American moms to stick together, we got to do what we got to do. You understand? Because our children deserve to get the most out of life that they can get. And once you have a... You know how they say it takes a village to raise a child? It really does take a village to raise a child. And sometimes we try to play like we're strong. Like, I have this thing, like, I'm good. I pretend, like, you know, you don't want nobody to know that you're hurting or you feeling weak or, you know, helpless. But I have a lot of days where behind closed doors, nobody knows what I'm going through because I'm just so hurt. And I'm just like, why her? You know? And I don't like to share a lot because, once again, I don't... I'm not looking... To make um, a mockery, or just just like Savannah's situation is very very serious. What you want, bubble? What do you want, Sad? Oh, okay. She probably wants to. Savannah's situation is um, you know, very serious. But I'm just trying to do what I do as a person, a mother advocate. Before I had Savannah, I was advocating for, you know, people with lung disease and all kind of stuff. So this is what I do naturally. Like, you know, if I believe in a cause or whatever, I try my best to, you know, offer my services as best as I can. Now it's like a whole different situation because it's like super close to home. This is somebody I gave birth to. You understand? So, sometimes I'm hesitant about sharing stuff because I don't want to just, like, plaster her situation out there. But then there's somebody who is in that same situation who's scared to ask for help, don't know what to do, don't, you know, don't know certain things. And I have people that text me, DM me. I have people that know people that reach out to me and say, here, call this person if you need X, Y, and Z. So, that's why I try to share. But... I try to share in intervals. Like, you know, not every day I talk about her being sick or talk about her sickle cell and stuff like that. Sometimes I try to make everybody realize she's still regular. She's a happy kid. She's loved. She's going on vacations. She loves dancing. Like, I don't want her to be Savannah the sickle cell kid.
0: And that's tough because, (laughs) like, you know, unfortunately, like, you can't, like... No parent can, like, define or dictate what anybody sees their child as. You know, like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of, like, for her to define and decide. So, like, you know, it's going to be tough. You're doing an amazing job of controlling what you want people to see her as. But she's also going to have to come to a point where she's going to realize... I have to deal with this also you know like Correct. Yeah. She, you, you're not always gonna be able to protect her I know from that and <laughs> you know it's like it's it's it's, it's hard you know it's, it's hard
1: because um,
0: it's just it's, it's like it's you fun. don't know you you don't know you don't know what to do you don't know what you're doing you don't know if what you're doing is right you don't right. you don't know anything like and that's why I say you're doing an amazing job because The more you talk about it, the more information you get. The more information you get, the more you understand. The more you understand, the more you can do. And the more you can do, the more she can understand how she can do for herself. Because everything you're saying, everything that we're bringing up is important to somebody that doesn't have what we have. Like, Mm -hmm. I had both my parents there. You have... A situation where you and the father of your child is in the picture there may be somebody who just has one parent there might be somebody who does not have a support system like as strong as ours is from an outside family so when you say it takes a village you're right Mm -hmm. but it also takes those being strong enough to stand up and say this is why it's important this is why you need to know. This is why you need to kind of just stop and take a look at what I'm dealing with. Because there's times where I wake up and I'm just like, I don't have the energy to do anything.
1: I feel like I don't have the energy. Like, right now, like, I'm so drained because I feel like I'm so hard on myself on not the fact that Savannah's sick, but I I take motherhood so seriously and I'm so ecstatic to be a mom, is not even funny. Like, how corny. Like, I love making her lunches for daycare. I love dressing her up. I love having our little silly little things. And it's just, I I love it. I am so in love with my daughter. It's not even funny. I can't even describe it. So it's like, I want to do whatever I can for her. And her having this disease, it was, I think... An extra test for me. And I'm not asking for no reward. I'm not asking for nobody to give me kudos. I am not a perfect mother. But at the same time, I think I'm a good mother. Um, I think that I'm learning from other mothers, you know. I don't know everything. But I know that I'm a mother who is so scared. And I don't admit it a lot. I feel like I don't like to be around Savannah too because I feel like every crisis or anything, I need to be there. Like, I want to be able... I want to be her shero. Um, I feel... I want Savannah to be proud of me as a mom. And I spoil her a lot. I buy her things. I do things for her. But Savannah feels love because she exudes that same feeling to other people, strangers. Savannah's such a loving child it's not even funny so it's not all about materialistic things and stuff like that but i'm just like very serious about being a parent and i feel like god gave me this opportunity because he just knew that i can do it and there's days i feel like i can't and then i turn and i look at her and i was like but i have to you know and um i'm scared I am, every, I am so scared. I'm at work, and I'm worried. Is the daycare going to call me? Like, there's been times where the daycare has said, you know, Savannah don't look right. She's not moving. She not, Like, right now, her walking to me is a bit delayed. Other people tell me, oh, my child been walking since 10 months, 11 months. Savannah's now starting to walk a little better, but she's not walking as strong as another 17-month-old that I've seen. I wonder if that has anything to do with the sickle cell. You know, they've told me about organ damage. So, she's very smart she does a lot of other things but then you start to wonder does everything that she's behind in it's like is it because of the sickle cell um but honestly a day i just wouldn't trade her for a perfect child per se for the world like i love savannah the way she is i want to keep savannah as weird as it sounds um not that i if she was to ever get treatment to save this whole sickle cell and be cured, I wouldn't want her to have it. But I'm not in a point where I would trade this girl for a 100% perfectly healthy child. I'm fine. Her dad and I are both fine with what we have. We love her. And sickle cell is not going to define Savannah. You understand what I'm saying? Um, Savannah has sickle cells. Sickle cell doesn't have Savannah.
0: That's like... um you like you spoke you speak on so much, and this is why I wanted to like have the perspective of a mother because I just i like everything you say like I'm listening, I'm just like I know I know exactly <laughs> what you mean, I know like I know what that feeling is as a child, I know what that feeling you know would would be as a parent, I know what that feeling is as a person as a society, like I get it, and I understand all of it, and it's like it's just so. It's so refreshing to know that, like, there's people that even if they themselves aren't affected by something will be there for somebody just as much as if as if they were affected by it. Even if it's like their child and they were given, you know, different opportunities or conversations to which they could have somewhat, quote unquote, escaped what the reality of their life is. Um, You know, it's beautiful because you're right. This is not going to get easier for you or Savannah.
1: It's not because once again, me being in the hospital and seeing other people, um, other parents and their kids, I'm like, you know, that that could be that could be us. I could be going to a hospital two, three times a week or a month or Savannah could not have another knock on wood crises. For the next couple years, I don't know. But what I need to know is I need to be prepped and I need to be ready. Because when the situation occurs, I don't wanna know, well, what do I do now? I need to be ahead of the game. And I had to share, actually, to tell you, I had to share Savannah's experience, you know why? Because if Savannah's gonna be with other people, I needed them to know what was wrong with her. Because if you see my daughter in pain and she's, she has eaten, she's changed, and you've done everything and she's just crying and she doesn't look right. And she or and she has a fever because, you know, once you have a fever with sickle cell, that's another thing. That's an indi- that could be an indication of um, of an infection. You need to go straight to the hospital. So I had to open up because I'm like when I started allowing Savannah to be around people. Listen, I tell everybody you have Savannah. Uh, Savannah has um, a fever or she's not right. Your text or your call should be telling me what hospital you're going to be at. I'll meet you there. So I had to I had to share. As much as if you want to keep it private, you had to because you know why? I don't want her to be with you and something happened you like that, but you never told me. That can uh, that can cause a bigger situation for my child's health because I withheld mm-hmm. important information. So you know what? I had to share. Even if I didn't want to, I had to because I couldn't put this girl in a bubble. She mm-hmm. was gonna be around people, but I had to let them know too, also. Because I didn't want them to feel responsible. Because, you know, you have somebody else's child. You're like, oh, my God, did I do something? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I had to inform these people because this is serious. Like, I'm giving you that permission. Something don't seem right. She got that fever. You need to bring her to the nearest children emergency, and I'll meet you there. Because I don't know if people know sickle cell can cause death. And I'm not ready for that. So... If that means right now I have to be that mom that literally eat, breathe, and sleeps her child till whatever age until I feel like, okay, my cub is good enough to go into the world, then it is what it is. And like you said, you're 33 and your mom is still there, so hell, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to always be around Savannah, even when she married, um regardless of what's going on, depending on how the sickness progresses so I'm gonna be there for Savannah I mean at this point they have different um methods that sickle cell therapy and I want to actually find out about like bone marrow like what can I do to help her you know I'm willing to put myself through whatever physically to give this girl more minutes to life
0: um so even when you brought up like a cure um Now, that's a very interesting segue because there's this, there's talks of a cure and um, I have a lot of, my doctor actually brought this up to me probably, I, I see my doctor every two months. Okay. Um, now it's actually going up to every month because I started taking a new medication. That's something we'll go into at another time. But mm. um, yeah, I see my doctor every two months. And during maybe like the last three or four visits, within the last three or four visits, she brought up to me that um, there's actually a lot of growth in sickle cell treatment. <laughs> Right. Um, I've been hearing a lot too. Like there was a there was a sixty minute documentary. I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't, I'll send it to you. It's was a that the one that
1: was on sixty minutes? On sixty minutes, like yeah. a cup, like a month or so ago.
0: Maybe it was then, recent. Yeah, yeah was even recent. mind.
1: Everybody was sending it to me, but I didn't get a chance to um, look into it. But yes, I did want to look into so, it. So
0: that was pretty much talking about um, a quote unquote cure for sickle cell disease mm-hmm. and. For those that don't know, what sickle cell pretty much is, is it's a a genetic disorder in which you have two traits, um, two... It's...
1: It's like when not enough oxygen...
0: Now I'm trying to describe what the actual, like, the S... The sickle, the cell, you have to... St-
1: your, when your blood starts to yeah, what, turn into an S. Yeah, your, it's the, um... The, so, the air flow, the oxygen flow is being compromised. So, therefore, your red blood cells are starting to turn into an S, which you know that's not normal. That your, your blood cell is not supposed to be in that shape of an S. When it starts to do that, you are now, your cells are sickling. So, that's why it's called sickle cell.
0: So, with the, um, with... With receiving the um the actual genetic coding of the S and the C and uh what pretty much creates sickle cell, you then now would have to understand genetic coding. So in order for anybody to have sickle cell, it has to be in the parents genetic coding that they have the trait or sickle cell. Then there would have to be two parents that both either have the trait or one parent has the trait and the other parent has sickle cell anemia or other combinations. But those are the two most impactful, excuse me, into which your child would have sickle cell anemia. Now, the cure goes into them being able to Go into your genetic coding and reprogram your cells to no longer sickle. Correct. This is different than bone marrow transplant because a bone marrow transplant is them going into the actual bone marrow and removing the bone marrow and putting new bone marrow from someone else into your body.
1: Correct. So it depends on the situation.
0: Well, no, because um the bone marrow transplant was has been around for decades. I heard about that when I was probably like in the nineties when I was like maybe eight or nine ten. Mm-hmm. You know, bone marrow transplant is an option, a form of quote unquote sickle cell therapy. Right, or that's whatever. what they told me. Yeah, it's not a hundred percent um it's not one hundred percent, but this is what happened. And I was never um interested in it for a few reasons. I wasn't into it for a few reasons at that time. One of the reasons was just like... I felt that... Um, at this point, kind of... You have to be like away from any human contact for 90 days. Mm-hmm. You are hoping that your body accepts the new marrow Correct. from someone else... And that, in that process, you recover to what they expect is 100% to where you can now go out and mm-hmm. start to live. <coughs> I just, I I didn't like the odds. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like I'm already here.
1: And you the bone marrow, uh, if it's not bone, the bone marrow is like you, you can go in there well, but you get... It's like you get sicker...
0: Yes, in order to get better. To get better, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, you have to... In in all of the treatments, you have to go... Mm -hmm. Like, you almost have to go, quote-unquote, near death... In order to come back to life. Correct, correct, um, correct.
1: Correct.
0: I... Even at a young age, was just like... I don't think this is something that I really want to, like... Gamble with. Now, within the last couple of months... Hearing about a sickle cell cure... I was equally, equally as apprehensive... Um hearing what it actually is...
1: The sickle cell therapy?
0: No, the actual cure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it made me a little bit more comfortable, but it gave me a lot more questions. hmm Because, A, like, one of... What it is is they take a component from HIV, Uh-oh. and that is now used as... Instead of injecting someone else's DNA, they use that mixed with your DNA into, like, a new sort of, like, mixture, inject that into you. And then that now kills the sickled cells that have been and reprograms the cells to only create the good cells. And then you have to pretty much rebuild up to normal. And you are quote unquote cured um but side effects are for t- um you would possibly if not indefinitely, not be able to have children um mm. you're you know there's just a lot of that was the one that was just like that's a lot to you know assume like mm-hmm. i live a normal life but i can't give but you, you can. know it was a lot cuz even yeah. having children for me is still like was for always people. a very like Interesting concept because I was like, not only do I have to find a spouse who does not have sickle cell, but has to understand what me having sickle cell means. And if they have the trait, why we could never be like, there's just no questions. Like, mm-hmm. no matter how deep the love is, it's just I can't risk that for my children. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, so even like dating was challenging, but it was something that I was able to. Find a a respective groove and I was able to, you know, just be in relationships with women that were not... They didn't have the trait, luckily enough. Any serious relationship I had was with a woman who didn't have the trait when we discovered it. So that was just my luck. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I'd asked in the beginning, but I would always just... In my mind. Yeah, it was always Mm -hmm. something that I just knew. Like, I had to... It sucked, but I just had to always know, like, we got to have this conversation, regardless if I wanted to go further or not, whether I was planning to have a child with this woman or not. You know, these are things that I have to discuss.
1: Right. Um, I think now me being in this situation, now I know, like, say if I was to have another child or whatever, um, you know, now I need to know because... I don't know if now I can handle and that's why I think that's so, not that your mom had a choice, but I, that's to me a double challenge. I don't know if I can have another child again who can potentially have sickle cell. Now it's not to be, once again, I'm not embarrassed, I'm not ashamed, I'm not trying to be selfish, but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of attention. Um, It's a lot of it's a lot of time. It's just a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It really is a lot, and yeah. I don't ever want to, another child to feel like they're missing because of the next. And I just, I just don't know. Like I, I'm still. Accepting it. I'm still learning. Like you just told me something that I didn't know about the sickle cell care with HIV. Like you know, it watching, but.
0: Um,
1: and you're always gonna learn. Hell, Savannah could be 20, and I'ma still learn because you know things change, times change, um, science changes. So, but I'm scared because it's like I know how I am, and I'm still trying to get myself back together. Even though if I was to have another child and they had sick, so maybe I'll be a little bit more stronger prepared. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then what if that child is more sick than Savannah? You don't know. So that's why I'm just glad that... I feel like God gave me more than what I asked for, but he still gave me a gift that I deserved. And I just feel like this really taught me beyond being a mother. I'm a caregiver. You understand what I'm saying? I'm her best friend. Um, I'm her mouthpiece. I'm her backbone. I'm going to be everything. So I feel like God interviewed me for the best job I could have ever got hired for.
0: That is probably the best way that I would have ever framed what having a mother in your life when you have sickle cell because I don't think that I like I couldn't have chose a better mother mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. just even like so um I was 18 right I had a crisis and I'm pretty like I'm pretty like i hold it together like I can hold pain like but at this moment I don't know It was just one of those days I just was just like I don't have it like I was just I was in a hospital I was just not with it and I was just like, Mom, why me? Why, 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 why? Why Why couldn't it be somebody else? I'm tired. I don't want to do this. Why, why, why me? And she said, son, it it couldn't have been anybody else. Soldiers don't cry. And then she said the serenity prayer. She said, God grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change, the wisdom to change the things I can, the courage to change things I can, the wisdom to know the difference. And I got that tattooed. And it was because it was at that moment that it was like, you know what? there's nothing that i can do to change the situation that i'm in but i can be strong enough to try to make the best decisions possible to not make it affect my life in the worst way possible you know and this speaks to why i having the podcast was important to me like and why it took so long like again i didn't it wasn't that i didn't want to do it it was like who wants to talk about themselves in this manner? You know, who wants to be this open and this vulnerable? It's, but a, it's a lot. But, yeah. but
1: you, honestly, I I thank you. I appreciate it. I, I thank you because I don't have it. But I am your mother. So it's like I am in your mother's place. And you are in Sab's place. And I feel that's why I appreciate um, Shari putting us together to do this because she's someone I have spoken to and it's hard for me to admit a lot of things. I just wanna always make sure I look like I got everything together. And I don't, and I don't. And I have secluded myself um from friends and family at times because I feel like I'm falling apart and I don't know how to admit that I'm falling apart. And I have other mothers before me That I feel have done things on their own and have been independent. And I feel like I have to live up to that expectation. So if they could get through it, I should be able to get through it. But everybody's situation is different. I am hurting. Um, I just thank you because I want to do more. But I feel like I'm taking my time because I don't want to give just a half-assed effort. Like, I want to have a benefit. I want to have a, a benefit to raise money to give towards a sickle cell, you know, organization. But I know how I am. If I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. I don't want to do it rush, rush. I was going to try to do it for 2019. I have so much on my plate right now. And I felt like I just... It it just wasn't the right time and my goal is for 2020 and I would love for you to be a part of it I think that would be dope. Um, I want to reach out to sponsors Like I want to do it like how the celebrity people do it. Everything does not have to cost money Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um We love nice things and, and and stuff And we love to live a certain life But we can do certain things on a budget and if we come together as a borough as a community um, you know as a population Things can be things can be done and it could be done tastefully and nice and nice not because we from Brooklyn we don't know how to throw a nice charity event because you know we're not from Hollywood no everybody have crap we all know people that have a special craft mm-hmm. everybody trying to be an independent business owner everybody trying to get their things off the ground and we support one another and that's what I really want to take the time and do a benefit for a sickle cell the right way. You understand what I'm saying? So when you reached out to me, at first I felt like, why me? Because I, I don't know much. I'm not acting like I know much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Savannah's only 17 months. I became a mother technically yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, quote unquote. But I felt honored. Um, Because whether I have 50 people behind me, I just have myself or 10 people. I've always been... That type of person. Like, I don't need a whole army. I can stand alone. I believe what I believe in. I'm not a person who could get brainwashed easily. And at the end of the day, once again, I'm not doing this for clout. Um, This is real life. This is Savannah's mm-hmm. life. This mm-hmm. is my life. Um, This is her father's life. This is her grandmother's life. Like, her aunt's... Like, this is life. And what I'm just trying to do is, instead of us out there portraying cool effects and, you know, just all these other happy social events let's promote things for a cause you understand what i'm saying if we can get up at six o'clock in the morning to go to a boat ride then we should be able to support one another for certain things like this and once again i don't need pity i just need prayers i'm not seeking nobody to pay savannah's medical bills or anything i'm just looking for genuine support um when i do this benefit whatever you can do to help me make this benefit Um, memorable, I would appreciate. You understand what I'm saying? But at the same time, I am still angry. I'm angry because I just don't want to see Savannah hurt. Is that enough as a parent, you don't want them to fall and cut their knee or get bullied at school, but this is something that as a parent, I don't have control over. Mm -hmm. And that's what hurts me because it's like, I want to be able to do what I can, but I feel like I don't have control over this. Yeah. And I don't know how to accept that. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying?
0: No, completely. Completely. Um I want to like I want you to have a conversation with my mother cuz I think you guys can like definitely like learn how, like you'll learn a lot from my mother, period, just because, you know, she I would love that. Yeah, you know.
1: I would love that. Um
0: but there was something that you were saying like about feeling like, you know, Just not being able to like do what you would want to do for Savannah because it's just like it's like it gets overwhelming and like I'm gonna say this like the reason why my mother like that interview that you said God had and like my mother was the perfect like candidate and I feel like you're the perfect candidate because like there was a certain strength that like she like I like created and like the things that she was doing because she was running her own business. She still has this business, it's on Flatbush. Um, Well, she was selling African and Caribbean food. So she would still have a business where she would get up some days, go open the store, have somebody there, come to the hospital and come stay with us, bring food, make sure that we have food to eat. So she probably wasn't sleeping. She probably got home because, you know, and I could give you, like, what, like, a day would be like. So she would probably get up because I still had two two siblings. So, like, if it was only one one of us sick, say it was me, say it was my younger brother. She still had to get up and get the other two ready to go to school with either her or my father. Make sure that there was food prepared for the, them when them or us when we got back from school. Or the situation wherever we would go if we weren't coming home because she wasn't going to be able to or my father was going to be able to. Then, you know, get stuff ready for whoever was in the hospital to have them eat. Because, you know, when you're sick, your appetite just diminishes. So you're like, you don't, you're probably picky as it is. You're 20 times pickier because you're just like, hospital food? No i want my mother's food i want some so uh, give me something that's gonna make me feel good you. so you know like so of course your mother's like whatever you want so your mother's gonna cook the food so now she's gonna go now she's gonna you know she would try to open her business and try to you know interact with the people as much as possible if not have somebody else there because if she was of sound mind she can't sell the people but she would come and stay with us and then maybe go pick up you know the other the other child or have somebody set that up or whatever and then my father would come from work he would stay with us so she would probably go home and try to get some rest cook whatever the case is and you know this was for years mm-hmm. years like mm-hmm. yeah like because like I, a majority of my crisis was probably when i was from like five to like 20 are you serious one wow yeah majority um, My brother, who's five years younger, his crisis didn't kick until he was like eighteen. To like, but his went like full speed. Like when his came, it, like if you haven't listened to our conversations and you will like you understand, right. like this this is what we we speak about all the time. But listen to our like conversations on the podcast. His came like this, and mine's kind of slowed up. His so was like it literally was like two decades. You know, it was just like. From, like, just just what that lifestyle was. You know what that lifestyle was. And she did it. I don't know how she does it, did it, but she did it. And she would do it and still make sure that we had enough strength to not feel like we were a lesser. You know? So, like, that is... What I want you to understand, like, you're going to be able to do it because there's going to come points where you're not going to know where it comes from, but the strength is going to be there. You're not going to know how it happens, but you're going to do it. And when you do it, she's going to see it. And she's going to understand, like, this is why I'm as strong as I am because I have this mother. You know, I have a mother that's able to show me what strength looks like because there was times where I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how like there's so much like when i had my i had a liver abscess this was like 15 and we don't know they don't know what caused it they don't know what was the um reason behind it but i remember distinctly um when we had figured out what it was it was probably like i was in the hospital probably like a week and a half now doing a bunch of tests they didn't figure out what it was they gave me I think it was a sonogram, and they found out, like, there's a liver abscess. Like, you have some sort of abscess. So they did an emergency test, and they figured out we had to get this out. And like, now. So I wasn't able to eat or drink um, because they gave me a fluid that, like, lit up all of my organs. So when they went into surgery, it would be easier. A contrast,
1: yeah.
0: So they gave me a contrast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, They gave me a contrast, lit up my insides, um, and I had a local anesthesia. So... <laughs> the The surgeon was good because he was like, all right, you know, local anesthesia. He's like, all right, so, you know, I'm gonna they they put like a sheet. I laid flat. They put a sheet over me so I couldn't see, and he was like, all right, so, you know, I'm gonna count to three and then I'm gonna give you a cut and you won't even feel it. And once, by the time he said three, he cut me, I didn't even know. I was like, oh cool. It took a long ride out because they had to get into my spleen, well my liver. I'm sorry, and. They injected that into the cut into, to get into the like. I yelled in pain, and my mother was behind the glasses. She was screaming, and um, you know, like she, you know, then, like when I got out, she was just like, she was just like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm happy. and I was just like, I'm fine. I just want something to drink because I couldn't drink anything, right? And as soon as I got something to drink, I threw it up. But you know, I bring that up because. There's going to be moments you're not going to know what you can do, what you will be will be able to handle. You're not going to know. But you have to be strong for her. Period. It's that's what the like you said you like the interview that you were given, that's why you got the job. Because you have the strength, you don't know it. You may not understand it, but you just have to. And it's it's important for you to come to grips with that. Because I think when you understand like that, you have to have strength. A lot of the other stuff becomes trivial. You know, like the the things that you feel like the societal experts just like. Yeah, one I don't. Day, I don't
1: honestly. I that part. Because I've opened the box and I've let people in and know what, um, what Savannah has. I'm over that part. Cause I'm we're we're living our best life, and once again we've gotten great support. So I'm over what society thinks. Cause I've always been different. So she's my society. I'm gonna make my own perception of my society. So I'm over that part. What hurts me is that I'm just, I'm scared. Um, Once Savannah gets sick, it's just a different level. Um, So as she gets older, there's more things to expect. Um, Once again, I have to also remember that she has a disease. Like summertime's coming. I'm like, oh, I want her to go in the pool. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. You know, I have to remember because I don't want to be the cause of putting her um, in a situation. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm scared. But Savannah has been accepted by strangers, family, family, which is, you know, friends that turn family. And she's such a loved little girl that that whole like, oh, what's society and me being ashamed or feeling? I I don't even care about that no more because she's just so, she's so supported, it's not even funny. I just feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself because I just want to know I'm doing the best job. You're not just the job, the best job that I can do for her. And that's what I'm more concerned. I have a lot of personal goals for her right now that I'm busting my behind to work on because once again, even though she has this disease, I still don't want her to feel like she can't live, quote now, a normal life. And that's all I'm trying to create. And that's all her dad and I are trying to create. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm hurt.
0: You're I'm hurt. allowed to be. You're I'm hurt.
1: Be. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I'm hurt. I'm angry. Um, Because I don't think no child should be sick. You know, I'm not saying another child should mm. have this. I'm hurt and I'm angry. Yeah. But... I felt like God really wanted me to show the best potential that I had. Because I, once again, I'm not only just a mother. I'm a mother to a child with a disease. You understand what I'm saying? So, he's bringing out a potential in me that I didn't know I had. You understand what I'm saying? So, that's why I'm just like, all of this, this is real life. This ain't. This is not for show. Um, I'm not making no money off of Savannah's sickness and all of that. I want her to be also comfortable with what she has and also where... And I want her to be involved in the sickle cell community because that's her community. She has a right to be a part of it. Point blank, period. You understand what I'm saying? Because there's comfort that I probably can't bring to her. And that's the same thing you said who know maybe you needed a best friend or another friend who going through the same things i don't know you had your brother yeah which was great yep. savannah doesn't have that she has a person who's not experiencing it so you and your brother can have conversations we have. tell y'all can yep. mend and, and and do things together and support each other in that type of situation yeah i'm gonna be there for her i'm gonna cuddle her i'm gonna do the whole nine but you and your brother literally can relate. Yep. So if she's involved in the sickle cell community a day, there's other people that can be there for her in other ways that, whether I want to accept it or not, I, her dad and I just can't do.
0: And I'm always going to be there for her. Like, I'm always going to be oh, in thank, her life. Oh,
1: thank you. Don't make me cry. Nah, <laughs> I told no, told myself. No, no. I, I told myself, <laughs> because this is, it's very hard. I couldn't talk about sickle cell without crying. Um... I could not talk about I remember when I found out I dropped to the floor and crawled into a fetal position and I cried when I got the results so I don't want to feel ashamed either like in terms of me being emotional hell if I want to cry let me cry but at the end of the day just remember Savannah is well taken care of her medical stuff are up to date she's clean she's you know she's living a good life um she's she's healthy as weird as that sounds. No, it's not weird. She's, <laughs> she's, she's healthy. healthy. She's healthy. She's healthy. She's she's taken care of. So just know that I always say before anybody ever had the nerve to say, well, I do too much. Maybe I'm too extravagant and I do things too big. Just remember all her necessities um are well taken care of. The things that's important that she needs to be handled, that needs to be handled in terms of her care. I'm on that. Everything else, I choose to do because I'm able to do and I want to do. If that means I want to give her, uh, if I want to shop for her and not shop for myself, I'm going to do so. If I want to throw her a bigger extravagant birthday party, I'm going to do so. You know why? Because that's what I enjoy. And I enjoy giving it to her. You understand? And if that means not doing it for myself and doing it for her, let me live. Because you know what? You don't know what we're going through exactly. on a regular date. Exactly. There's probably gonna be days a day where I could never throw something for her. You understand what yep. I'm saying? So oh, let yeah. me let me live.
0: Yeah, you, you gotta understand? you gotta celebrate every single let victory me enjoy. to the maximum because some enjoy. of the losses are gonna feel so bad. You know? Because I don't
1: know what Savannah's future holds. I'm yeah. scared as hell. You're telling me between 18 and so you got worse, and between five and 18, you know what I'm thinking right now? Oh, Do you know there's what so I'm many. Thinking?
0: We can have conversations like, and I'm and like you know there's there's so much that we can talk about, but I know like we have to have this conversation in intervals because I feel like for the for your sanity it's like it's just I can lay it all out. But even me as an adult at the age that I'm at, I'm still processing and dealing with a lot of the things that I'm dealing with now. You know, like, so it's like to just unpack all of that onto a parent who is just now dealing with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: is like, it's not going to be something that's just like, oh, okay, cool. No, it's impossible. I talking
1: to you has been therapeutic and informative. And I stay here and I talk to you and other people and yeah, it brings me down sometimes because once again, I'm like, is that going to go through that? But then it's like, oh snap, I remember when a date. so then I'm more like, okay, I remember somebody saying that. And
0: this is why. Like, this is me? why. It was hard. Yeah. Because I didn't want to shit. Like, I just was like, Ugh, I don't want to talk about this. Like, I didn't ever want people to feel like, oh, you're using sickle cell to get it. It's just like, nah, it no, has nothing to do, with, nothing that. To do with that. It has to do It more so has to do with, like, you know what? There's somebody who doesn't know how to talk about it, and they're going to listen to this and say, damn, that's exactly how I felt. And I didn't have my your brother like you have to talk to you I didn't have a community of people that was there to help me so I went through this by myself I was I wasn't able to play sports like everybody else so I felt excluded and I didn't know what life was going to be like like there's so many things that I felt like you know what at the age of 33 32 31 when I was thinking of it there's a little kid that needs to hear this that yeah. doesn't have the support that's not going to have it and maybe hears it now whenever they hear it and it's just like Wow, I'm not alone. There's other people, and they'll go and find their community. And that's and they'll why find I a place want to, fill to the have
1: this event, because this is a disease that's underlooked. Yeah. You understand? Because you that's said it's about why, black people. Right, and I feel like this is a disease that needs a lot of attention, because there are so much people that have it that we don't know that have it but it's there and it's a it's an epidemic like it's big you understand what i'm saying so we could bring awareness to all these other diseases but i feel like sickle cell is underlooked, and i can't save the whole world but at the same time one voice two three four a whole slew of voices will be heard and maybe um i i'm not saying i could create a cure tomorrow but i can help you understand what I'm saying? And that's what I want the benefit to be about. And I just want to do it right. Like, I don't want it to just look... Like, I, I just... I, I have a vision. And I just want people such as yourself and other people to be a part of it. And I just want... I want, like, News 12 to be there. Like, I want, like, local... This is a local situation. So, that's how big I want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want that local support. You know? And... I don't ask for this every day. I'm not on Instagram every day asking for you to donate to this sickle But, you know, there's times where I'll pop out and just put something out there. Like, when I found out about your podcast, I posted it. You understand what and I'm saying? I appreciate saying? that. Yeah, definitely. So, it's like, we, besides sickle cell, we got a lot else going on. We, we we trying to live a a normal life like everybody else. But when it's time to pay attention and give that... 100 focus on this disease yeah i am gonna be front and center you understand what i'm saying and i just want to say that i appreciate everybody who has found out and literally like checks on savannah on a regular day whether she's sick whether she's not anybody who's offered information for for a family member a medical provider themselves or whatever i appreciate everything you know her dad and i we appreciate everything um but i want to be involved more you know and i want her my goal is for Savannah to be involved in the sickle cell community. Whether it's every year or every other year, I want her to be walking in the walk. You understand what I'm saying? I want her to go to uh, Methodist, has sickle cell uh, benefits as well. I want her to be a part of that. That's the hospital she was born at. As long as we're here in New York or whatever and we can go. Like I want her, she has to, excuse me, I don't want her to know she has to know about this side. Because there's going to be days where I'm not going to be with Savannah. She's going to be in college or she's in high school or whatever. And like you said, you know, on a trip or something, I need to, I need Sab to know how to handle what she has. Because, you know, I'm not there yet. I'm going to get there. But in that moment or somebody might be with you, you have to tell them how to help you. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I have no choice that when she starts to get older, we have to educate her as well. You know, so she's not. Taken aback or scared or or feeling like, oh, my God, I, I, I feel funny. What is this? So I don't know what age um, is the right time for her to understand. You got to use simple words, like if you're hurting or you're in pain. I don't know. These are things I practice in my head. um. But Savannah, she good.
0: Yeah, she's going to be <laughs> good. I good. think like, you know, <laughs> everything that she's doing is like is exactly what she needs. Like she's you're you're already aware to, like, what her symptoms and signs are going to be, and they're going to change, because she's going to grow. Yes. You know, she's going to, you know... You know
1: what's funny? When she had her first crisis, do you know that when we got into the hospital, she's hooked up, got her IV the whole night. Do you know that's when Savannah's feet and hands started to swell? That's when they diagnosed her with dactylitis. None of that swelling happened here. And that's when everything happened in the hospital. Crazy, right?
0: It's...
1: It's crazy. And then another thing they told me, um... Theres could be crises where Savannah could be getting morphine. I was like morphine. That's how excruciating the pain could be that Sav can get morphine. That's okay. what they told me um
0: yeah uh, yeah i've th- all right, so I think I've been on title number three since I was like eight. I think um yeah,
1: you got morphine before?
0: yes i've been on morphine plant more see that's know, morphine dilated.
1: sometimes morphine about? don't
0: work sometimes see, the, like
1: it's like you know like, you know that's <laughs> you know, why it's been a <laughs> you see you see what i'm saying like this this is why i'm like i need everybody to tell me because when she told me i was like morphine yeah and um,
0: she's like
1: yeah the the nurse told me that yeah and then her hematologist told me when she went for a follow-up after her first crisis and you know her, her hematologist dr de oh my goodness great hematologist um african-american haitian doctor and when i say he was just more than a hematologist now he's not her hematologist right now and i was broken because he just gave past that medical assistance he gave that i'm a parent um i feel you and i remember him looking at me in the beginning months when she first came in he said the best cure and the best thing you could do for Savannah is just be there for her. Mm-hmm. And I looked, my mom was sitting on the side, and I was sitting on the bed, and I had salve in my arms, and I and tears just come down my eyes. And I looked at him, and I said, Dr. DeRusso, that wasn't even an option. And he said, I can tell. Mm-hmm. You know, Um, and he's no longer hematologist, but he was so great in the time that we had for, like, the year. Amazing. And that's what I'm, that's what I need, too providers that really genuinely care and it's not just oh she's just a patient
0: yeah um (laughs) you feel me that's like that's 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 tough because you know it's it's so many like different layers because sickle cell like you have mentioned yourself is just something that only happens in our community so that Mm -hmm. means that like it doesn't get discussed like my fiance is a nurse and she's in school for um for her mp And even when, like, it's being brought up in 2018, 2019 Mm -hmm. about sickle cell, it's still only a minute amount of information. It's not, like, a full, like, class load. You're not going to. So even when you come across providers, like, the, the chances of them seeing a patient with sickle cell for some of them, unless they go into a specification, is minute. So it's like it then falls on you to know like to know. Uh, yes. who to go to to get your information because you could go to somebody and they just don't this is the first time they have somebody with Correct. sugar so so they're giving you the textbook explanation like no that doesn't work it's not gonna work and they're gonna sit there and argue with you because ex- yeah. exactly and i'm exactly I'm not that. and
1: it's funny because you said it also earlier like i'm not i don't have no degree but you know what i carried this child for nine months And I'm with her 24-7. So, yes, you do have a medical background, but I have a parental background, her parental background. So when I go to hospitals and visits and stuff, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to, you know, um, dismiss anybody's uh, schooling. But if I'm telling you something, you need to listen to the parent. Because if, if that lady didn't look in my eyes and see helplessness, I don't think she would have said, you know what, just go now. She sent me home to watch Savannah. And I just didn't it did not sit well with me. And I and I and I'm so glad. And I when I got to the hospital, I felt bad because I cried and I said, This girl was sickling for hours. Should I have gotten up one o'clock in the morning and, and come here? And they said, Don't do that. You did the right thing. You brought her to her pediatrician, you did the necessary steps, and they sent you like, don't beat yourself. I felt like but i knew something was wrong with savannah from wednesday mm-hmm. so that's something also I, I had to struggle with that i didn't really talk about because it's like i should have got up and i felt bad and you know the staff they were so great and they were like no you did the right thing how would you know she wasn't swelling she wasn't this she wasn't that. exactly but you just tend to beat yourself up as a parent but now now i look for swelling now i look for things i try to massage her feet i try to massage her hands um you know like just certain things where I'm very up on her Hell, CVS on H they know me I'm very up on her medicine mm-hmm. um you know cuz that's something she has to take uh rec- you know that's recurring so she's on like I said her um what do you call it penicillin, penicillin two times a day yeah. till she's five they changed oh, it castle. from 10 years old to five and then to the yeah. full of- so that's something now it's like I got to remember like oh my god did I give accepted like when she goes away To sleep over somebody else, like, okay, you got to give... Like, it's a lot. It'll... But it's
0: going to be But now, I'm so...
1: But you know what? I don't sleep. Savannah was a horrible sleeper anyway from since she was born, so I don't sleep. But a day I'll catch myself during the night she's sleeping, I'm just staring at her. And I'm just like, God, thank you. You know? And giving her a kiss and just squeezing her. And... I just look at her and I'm like yo she's so dope and you see her and you would never know what she's going through inside Mm -hmm. you understand what I'm saying and seeing her in the hospital being such a warrior and the nurses and the staff and everybody falling in love with her like this kid is like she's built for this you know um I'm just glad that I'm able I'm trying to. I'm not even saying able, cause I'm. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to do what I can in terms as a mother. But at the end of the day, like I'm real grateful to have all the other support of just every and anybody. And that's the only thing I could say is that is I can't do it without people. But I am doing it because there's days I do feel like alone. <laughs> um. So. Sometimes people just don't get it and don't get the severity of it or they might think it's not that serious, but then it is serious. So it's like... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sometimes you feel for alone. Sure. yeah. You know? But I, um, I for the that. most part, she has a good supportive community.
0: And I think that's the best part. Like, you're doing everything that you can, you know, like, again, I'm always going to be here as just a, a, thanks, I appreciate that, thank you,
1: as everything, like, (laughs) just
0: as like, a frame of reference, as like, you know, uh, like, just questions, like, there's always, like, it's gonna be a lot of questions, and don't don't be afraid to ask me. Thanks. To you know, I'll give you my mother's number. You know, my mother has taught me to be this way, so she's just like that. Thanks. She'll be like <laughs> as open and as like you know like caring about everything you ask as possible, um, but I think everything that you're doing is again why she's going to live the best life possible because not only are you taking the steps to show that you are a parent but you're taking the steps to show that you're a parent that has a child that needs as much attention as any child not just a black child not just a, a white child, any child mm-hmm. that has any sort of ailment, mm-hmm. disability mm-hmm. you know challenge in life that they need to have the same kind of attention as any and everybody in any part of the world with any sort of financial background period and that's the most important thing because I know that I had my parents and they were able to advocate for me and I just want to make sure that any parent that doesn't understand that you're going to have to be a child's voice for a point in time until Mm -hmm. you teach them how to be their own voice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you know again this is this is why i'm going into just bringing up these different topics because it's so much people don't get why genetic testing is important why just taking the time to like understanding if you do have any sort of genetic issues in your family history, not just, you know, from sickle cell, but, like, anything. Like, understanding why that's important because we as black people need to do better with communicating what we and our family have had as issues in the past and what we can do to better, you know, prepare ourselves for the future so that we can at least know. Because knowledge is truly half the battle. Like, if we know better we can always do better um
1: and i just want to say thank you for making this mother's day extra special because this this is really dope and for you to tell me i wanted to put this out for mother's day and you know every day being with savannah feels like mother's day but this was like this was nice you know um this wasn't about me this wasn't about uh a dinner or or gifts this was a gift you know, this was a rare and unique and special gift to have. You know, to allow me to speak my truth, to speak um on behalf of Sav's truth. So thank you for doing this because you just made me feel extra special as a mother and as a mom. I'm not just you know about dressing her up and and prancing her around and giving her trips and like it's just it's a lot. And Savannah's well being is the most important thing to me right now you know um i literally have put myself beyond last and there's some days i just feel like i'm not doing enough so thank you for giving me this opportunity for thinking about us and for doing this for mother's day because i don't ever want to take away from being a father or anything but just more different because you're the one who carried the child and had Mm -hmm. the child especially Mm -hmm. if, if a child is with you you know a substantial amount of time it's just it's just it just me being a mom has changed me it has made me crazy but in a good way but it has definitely made me stronger but has made me weak has definitely made me weak emotionally Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i would never want to take away from you know another parent um in terms of like the father side because you know i know mothers get a lot of attention Mm -hmm. and sometimes fathers feel like they're neglected or ignored and and that's not what i'm doing but i am speaking from a mother's perspective a mother's experience and i'm telling you there's days i look at myself a day and i'm not even happy with who i see. Like. You know, I, I feel like I used to be more full of life. I feel my body has changed since I've had her. Um, you know, I don't I don't do certain things any everything is Savannah. The most I do is well wash and set because I have to go to work, so you have to look decent. But all the extra stuff goes into her. So thank you. You know, no um I'm not a mother for acknowledgement. I don't advocate for sickle self acknowledgement. But I do want to say thank you for thinking about us. And it was a pleasure doing this podcast. I feel like this platform is definitely awesome. I hope I you keep that. it going. And whenever you need us, even when Savannah gets older or whenever you need me, um, once I'm able to, I'm here to support you. You know what I'm saying? So don't hesitate either to reach out, and, you know, to ask us to be there for you. So that this podcast podcast could flourish, because we need this, you I know. Really so appreciate so it. blessings, and I think the name Sickle Seller is dope. <laughs> yeah. Um. And this is a great open mic platform.
0: Yes, thank you. I I I appreciate it, and this is why I have no choice but to keep doing it because it's like I really know that you appreciate it. I I as I sit here and I watch like we. You hear a lot, but you don't see what's really going on. And there's been a lot of emotions spilled in this conversation. Yeah. So, you know, I know that everything that she's saying, she truly means. And, like, I'm forever grateful for that. Um, thank you guys for taking the time to listen to Sickle Teller. Um, Savannah's knocked out because of this long <laughs> conversation so She's we're gonna fine, let she
1: was looking cute yeah. she, was, she was prepped and yeah. ready <laughs> she was
0: ready for it but um, we're gonna let her get some rest and um you know again happy mother's day <clears throat> to all the mothers
1: yes happy mother's day everyone um, and keep up the great work and for real. just know that you're not alone and you don't have to know somebody to be a supporter or be supported
0: yes please so anybody that you know with anything yep, support, close support. to a ailment, if they have a woman in their life that has been there for them, they are their mother, so be sure to thank them. Um, thank you guys for taking the time to listen to Sickle Teller. Uh, my name is Aday, and peace and blessings.